Welcome, all you math-minded teachers, to the Math-Minded Teachers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Skierski, from RethinkMathTeacher.com, a podcast, website, series of online courses, and Facebook group dedicated to helping you reach all of your students through quality instruction, differentiation, remediation, and effective classroom management. Let's get started with Episode 9, The Entire Curriculum Myth. So I want to ask you a question. Do you feel like you need to get through the entire textbook, the entire curriculum, or all the standards the state lays out for you in this year with all of your students? Think about it for a second. Do you really think that? Now let me ask you this. Do you think all of your students came to you this year having mastered all of the standards from the previous year? Most of you are probably laughing and saying, no, of course not. Most of them mastered very few of them. Some of them might have mastered none of them, and that's true. Yet they're all in your class now, and what are you going to do about it? Also, consider what's most beneficial for the student. Is it more beneficial for him to be shown all of the standards or concepts or chapters in the book, but not having mastered all of them? like probably the students in your room this year were last year? Or is it more beneficial for them to see some of them, but to master those that they were exposed to? So every year I sit my math teachers down at the beginning of the year and I have the talk with them. And this is how it goes. We look at the state diagnostic scores of students and we realize that it kind of forms a bell curve based on percentages and things that have been released through the Department of Education's website for our state, which is Florida. In Florida, students are given a level score based on their diagnostic, a a score of a one, two, three, four, or five. Level three or better is on grade level and about 50% of students in the state score on grade level. But then we go deeper into looking at the percentages of how many of the standards they mastered, how many of the questions they got right to be a level three or better. And we soon realize that it only takes between 33 and 50% mastery of the questions to be on grade level. So I'll say that again, to be on grade level, a student only has to get a third to half of the questions on the end of year diagnostic right. And if the diagnostic equally disperses questions amongst all the standards, that means the student mastered between a third and half of the standards. Then in my talk, we start working down to a level two and a level one and a low level one to try and figure out how many standards that student mastered. And the reality is if the student is a low level one entering your room this year, he or she will probably not be on grade level by the end of the year. But what we can do is get growth out of them. And that's the goal for our low students, to get some learning gains from them. And so I tell the teachers, he's a low one or a medium one, so he may have gotten you know, one standard right, maybe two if he did really well. And so we want to get him to get some growth on the diagnostic. So maybe I need like four standards for him to master, or maybe even less than that. Maybe I need him to master two standards to get a learning gain. And so I look my teachers in the eye and I say, you've got these students, and we've looked at to see who's in the bottom 25% and who's in these categories. So you've got these students for the whole year. Can you get them to master two standards or four standards, you've got 180 school days. 
can you teach them four grade level standards? And of course, they all say, oh, yeah, no problem. But the reality is, you know, almost half of students in the bottom 25% don't show learning gains every year. And my teachers would struggle with this too. And part of the problem is, well, it sounds easy, teach them four skills in a year, but we don't think about what goes into that. There's skills that those students need to master to be able to do the skills I need them to master. Like they can't do long division if they don't know their times tables or they can't subtract. So there's a lot of remediation that's required to get that learning gain in them, to get them to master those grade level skills. And what's happening is, Every teacher they're running into isn't recognizing that. Instead, they're trying to drag them through the entire curriculum in one year. So they're not remediating the student. They're not filling the holes in their academic arsenal that they need to be able to do the grade level work. And so the student's just getting drugged from one standard to the next without ever mastering any of it. And this is why we see students getting frustrated and giving up and checking out or hiding you know, their deficiencies through misbehavior because they don't understand what's going on and nobody's taking the time to remediate them and help them so that they can get on grade level. The other problem that quickly arises when you start thinking about how am I going to reach these bottom 25% students, how am I going to reach my lowest students is, okay, I'm reteaching him all these skills that he was supposed to learn so that he can do the grade level work. And I'm giving him all this extra time he needs to master the skills because he learns slower than the rest of the students. What am I doing with the rest of these students while I'm helping this student get growth? Because obviously I can't be remediating the whole class. The whole class isn't that low. And if I'm keeping everybody together and doing all this remediation, then my students who aren't the weakest are going to suffer and they're not going to get learning gains or they're not going to be proficient when they used to be. This is why I have to differentiate my instruction. I have to reach each student where he or she is. See, whole group instruction, that's easy on the teacher. It doesn't take a lot of planning. Everybody stays together. Everybody does the same thing at the same time. No problem. It's not very involved. It's not very creative. It's not very innovative. But if I'm reaching everybody, if I'm trying to hit everybody with the needs that they need, where they are, well, I have to differentiate. And that takes some work. And so most teachers don't do it. So one day I had this epiphany. I was teaching my students this standard that we had in pre-algebra at the time where they had to memorize these three volume formulas, the volume of a sphere, the volume of a cone, and the volume of a cylinder. And memorizing all three formulas, and they're not easy formulas if you don't know them, memorizing all three is one standard. So again, if they're, all the standards are getting the same weight on the diagnostic, this one has three formulas in it, but it's worth the same amount as all the other standards that might only have one formula or might not even have a formula. Besides that, if you've ever done these problems, they're really difficult. They don't just give you a sphere and say, okay, now figure out its volume. No, they give you a sphere and they say, okay, if we were to pull a cone out of the sphere, then what would its volume be? And it's all these trick questions or half of a sphere, half of a cone, you know? It's, it's like memorizing a formula, applying it correctly, and then doing more to it. And I had this epiphany. If I'm going to get my students to master three um, formulas for the year, 
I would rather it be ones that are worth more than this one standard. Like maybe I could do three standards that each have one formula. And then memorizing three formulas would be covering three standards instead of just one. Now also, in this curriculum or in this grade level, the students have to memorize and apply the Pythagorean theorem, which is one formula. It's also much easier to remember than those other formulas. And it's actually two standards. It's the Pythagorean theorem and the converse of the Pythagorean theorem. So I made a decision that I was going to place less emphasis on the three volume formulas that were one standard and place a lot more emphasis on the one formula, Pythagorean theorem, that's actually two standards. In fact, we do Pythagorean theorem the entire year. They do it almost every day of the 180 days. And I'll tell you, my students know it by the time they leave my eighth grade class. What's really nice about this standard, by the way, at least in Florida, is the students are allowed to use the calculator. So the math isn't that hard. It's just memorizing the formula and recognizing which side of the triangle is A, B, and C. So I started bouncing around in the curriculum or skipping parts of it to accommodate my students. If I had a student who probably is going to be a level five and needs to get the majority of the curriculum, then I'm going to expose that student to the volume formulas. But if I have a level one student who I'm trying to get to master just two or three standards for the whole year so that he can get some gain, I'm not going to expose him to this very difficult volume formula, one that he's not going to see in Algebra 1 anyways. He's not going to see it again until he gets to geometry, and by then he'll probably have forgotten it even if he had memorized it. Okay, so one more statistic I want to give you that might blow your mind. I already told you, at least in my state, but I'm sure it's in the, all states, that the end-of-year diagnostic looks like a bell curve, and about 50 to 55% of the students are on grade level every year. In my state, if you can get 63% or more of your students to be on grade level by getting 50% or more of the questions right, you are an A school. That's the highest level you can be, of course, an A. So I'm going to kind of round those numbers around to make this saying a little uh, easier to hear. If half your students learn half the curriculum, you're an A school. If half the students get half of it, you're evaluated as an effective teacher. So they don't need the entire curriculum. It'd be better to expose them to some of it and have them master the portions you expose them to than to expose them to all of it and have them master none of it. But don't they need the entire curriculum to be prepared for next year? I hear this all the time. It's an argument I'm constantly fighting. Remember when I asked you at the beginning of this episode, did all your students enter your room having mastered all of the standards from the previous year? Did they enter your class knowing most of the standards from the previous year? The answer is probably no. So why do we cling to this notion that they need to know them all or be exposed to all of them to be prepared for the next year? I'm sure you would have much preferred for your students to have mastered a large chunk of last year's curriculum than to have mastered a little bit of it but have seen all of it. There's great value in actually learning the content. There's little value in actually seeing it all. So I want to end this episode by asking you another question. And that is, are you focused on growth? Too often, we're focused on pacing, getting through all the curriculum or most of the curriculum in a certain amount of time. 
but that doesn't accommodate our weaker students, nor does it accommodate our strongest students. What we should be focusing on is our growth. If we've got a very weak student, the goal should not be to get him through the curriculum, though he doesn't master any of it. The goal should be to get him to make some growth. And when he starts making that growth and feeling that success, he'll be excited and he'll want to do more. And then growth will produce more growth. But the reason a lot of our students aren't experiencing that is that as teachers, we're often focused on the pacing or on whole group instruction because it's easy. And sometimes we have this belief that they need to see the entire curriculum when in reality, they need to start mastering some of it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Math Minded Teachers podcast. I'm glad you're here. I hope you got something out of it.